0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Cornerstone Church Podcast. Our prayer is that through this message, you will find the Father, a family, and a fulfilling future. Be sure to connect with us online at Cornerstone Church Social to keep up with all things Cornerstone. Thanks for tuning in. Man, can we give it up for our home church hosts? Isn't that... Incredible man. If you're a home church host, why don't you give us a little hands up in the comments too? Cause we want to honor you. <laughs> we got two of them on stage. We got two of them on stage. Uh for real. That's such an incredible thing, such an awesome thing that's happening here at Cornerstone. How cool to know. We're gonna have a ton of little cornerstone churches all over northeast Ohio. I love that. That's fantastic. That's 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 it. That's being the church. Literally, like you're literally being the church. I wanna tell you, if you're interested in it at all, if what you just saw piqued your interest, even in the slightest, contact us. We wanna help you. You just saw, it's not that hard. Um, it's mostly just saying yes, taking that step of faith. You can invite people that you don't know, your, your neighbors, you can invite them that you kind of have some relationship with, but not a ton, or you can just invite your family and friends just to just come over and have it be a house church, uh, whatever, just do it. Just do it because if you're missing that connection, which chances are you are, because we all are to some degree. Even the most introverted people I know are like, well, maybe we're going to have one service, (laughs) right? And this is a great opportunity to do that. So, again, check out Home Church. Get involved. I promise you, you will not regret it. You won't. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and jump right in today to part two of how to survive a horror movie. I hope that you liked our kickoff of this series last week. I hope that you enjoyed that. Uh, if you didn't, just a real quick refresher of what we're doing. So basically, we're, we're through this five weeks, we're going to be using the biblical book of Daniel and horror movies, because of course, they got peanut butter and chocolate, right? They go together. <laughs> um, we're going to be using horror movies and the biblical book of Daniel to kind of look at Horror movie situations and moments that come up in our own lives and what we can glean from them, what kind of truth we can see that we can apply to our own situations. So when we find ourselves in a horror movie moment, because we will, (laughs) we'll know how to handle it effectively and be able to survive to the end. So that's what we've been doing. And if you were with us last week, you know that we looked at rule number one. Rule number one, if you want to survive a horror movie, listen to the old timer. Listen to the old timer, put it in the chat. Listen to the old timer. That is huge and that's important. We looked at Daniel chapter five and we looked at uh, the story of King Belshazzar, King Belshazzar and how he completely ignored the old timers, the wise counsel in his life. And because of that, he saw his life come to an end. And we learned how important that is in our own lives that if we're gonna survive and avoid horror movie moments, We need to listen to wise counsel, listen to the old timers around us who are warning us not to go down that road, not to go in that house, to avoid that group of people. We need to be listening to wise counsel. So today, rule number two, if you want to survive a horror movie, rule number two, let's stick together. Let's stick together. We're going to be in Daniel chapter one. Uh, We're going to have the words on the screen in a little bit, but if you want to study it on your own, you want to follow along, you can open up. Another tab, get your Bible app open, grab a physical Bible if you've got one of those, and uh, we can read together Daniel chapter one. A little bit of background before we hit on that, real quick. So, last week when we were in Daniel chapter five, we were looking at like the end of Daniel's life. Like that, that's kind of towards the end of his ministry and the end of his work, the end of his life. Daniel chapter one, we're going to be starting like right at whenever Daniel's a young man. This is right at towards the beginning of his life. In Daniel chapter one, it kind of opens with a bang. Like it opens with a bang. We're greeted instantly with uh, uh, the city of Jerusalem and the kingdom of Israel being under siege and being ransacked and overtaken by the nation of Babylon, the Babylonian empire. They came in and just completely ran roughshod over the entire Country and Daniel and his friends were actually some of the group that was taken out of Israel and taken captive and taken exile to Babylon because you see, Babylon was smart, they were smart. It's the reason they were such a powerful empire, and it's the reason they stayed around for such a long time because whenever they would go in and take over countries, they wouldn't just kill the men or put them in slave camps or anything like that, they would look and they would find the best and brightest that that country had to offer. They would take them and then they would groom them. They would just essentially build them up to be uh, administrators in their own government. So very, very smart. Now, Daniel and his friends were some of those people. They were taken from Israel. They were, uh, uh, they were good. The Bible tells us they were good looking, that they were strong, that they were smart, that they were uh, very wise people. And so the Babylonians identified them, took them to Babylon and started grooming them to be in their administration. Now think about this if you're Daniel and his friends. How terrifying of a situation is that? Like it's so hard for us to imagine because we live in the United States and and it's just so different. But if you lived in Europe and around the late 1930s to 1940s, you probably could have imagined how terrifying this was because you've experienced something like this, an invading force coming into your country, taking it over saying, hey, everything you knew is over. Everything you knew is over. You're gonna have new everything now. That's exactly what Daniel and his friends experienced. They experienced everything new. So they're taken from their home, from their families, from their friends, and they're carted off to Babylon, where the first thing it's done is they're given new names. Like they just completely stripped their identity and say, no, 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 you're not Daniel anymore. You're Belteshazzar. And, and you're not uh, Hananiah anymore. You're, you're uh, Shadrach. And he gave them all these new names, completely stripping their identity. They say, hey, you know that God you used to serve? Not anymore. You're gonna serve our gods. You're gonna serve our king. That's how things are gonna work now. They completely upended everything Daniel and his friends knew. And the worst of all is they were by themselves by themselves, no support system, completely taken away from their homeland and the people they knew. And what's crazy is they didn't even have really like a time to adjust to this horror movie moment to like, oh my goodness, we're in a new land, we're in a new place, we're being forced in all these ways to do things that we're not comfortable with. They didn't even have an adjustment period. It's like, boom, the horror movie moment hit them right off the bat because as soon as they get there, as soon as they get there, it's like they get to the rooms and everyone's like, all right, drop, drop your stuff off and then come down to the mess hall because we're going to get ready to eat. All right, head on down to the cafeteria. And so they go down there and, and they're told, hey, the king has prepared food for you. Like the food that's prepared for the king, you're going to eat it too. Now, at first glance, we look at that and we're like, oh, well, that how kind. It's like how nice of the king to do that. Isn't that cool that he's like giving them some of his own food? But whenever you realize that the king... The king's food, it was prepared as like a sacrifice, as like an offering to the gods of the Babylonian empire. It was offered up as like a, hey, this is is in honor of our gods and the strength that they have. And so Daniel, worshiping the Lord is like, man, I know I'm not supposed to do this. I know I'm not supposed to eat food that has been defiled. And what do I do here though? Do I defy my God and go against his commands or do I defy my new king? And potentially wind up dead. Talk about a horror movie moment, right? This is scary and this hits him right off the bat. And that's where we're gonna pick up in uh, chapter one, verse eight. This is what we learn. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. So Daniel says, You know what? Just got here, things are crazy, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do what I know I should do. And that means I will not defile myself with the royal food and wine. So what he did, he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my Lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would have my head because of you. So this official is like, look, Daniel, I hear you, man. I hear you. You don't want to defile your God. I'm sympathetic to that. If you show up under my care looking terrible, I'm going to get killed. (laughs) Like, they're going to cut my head off. I'm suddenly going to be in a horror movie moment. Like, I'm sorry, man. I I can't do this. I can't have you looking worse than everyone else. So this is what Daniel does. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, those are Daniel's three friends, he says to this guy, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So the official was like, okay, I can get down with that. Small sample size, 10 days, I can, I can do that for you. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. Verse 15, at the end of the 10 days, they... Daniel and his friends looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead, which I'm sure all the other people there were super thankful to Daniel and his friends. Like, thanks a lot. Thanks. You got our meat and our cheese and our bread and our wine taken away for veggies and water. Appreciate it, Daniel. <laughs> so they take it away, they give them vegetables instead. Verse 17. To these four young men, Daniel and his friends, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar, the king. So this is kind of like the big moment, right? They've, I mean, think about this. They've told the king, your food is not good enough for us your food is defiled. We're not going to partake in your food. And so here comes this moment and you gotta imagine how scary that is. Like, okay, it's one thing to say that to the official who's in charge of us. It's another thing to say that to King Nebuchadnezzar, the emperor of the Babylonian empire. And so they go before Nebuchadnezzar and he evaluates them. The king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. Incredible, incredible story. If you would, real quick, let's bow our heads and let's pray together, all right? Father God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for the power that it has, the power to transform lives and to change us for the better, to change us more and more into the likeness and the image of your son, Jesus. Lord, we ask today that you would bless the preaching of your word, that you would help me to be able to clearly articulate and communicate what you have put on my heart uh, so that we would all hear your truth your truth, not my opinions, but your truth, and that we would allow it to affect us and to change our lives. We love you, Lord, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, why don't you in the chat right now, tag a friend, tag one of your closest friends, and then put, let's stick together. Yeah, tag them up here. (laughs) Tag one of your friends and say, let's stick together. Put it in the chat. There is power in numbers, there's power in numbers. There's power when we stick together. It's crazy. We actually are different people when we're with people. Yeah. Now, I don't, I, I don't mean it in a bad way. Like, I don't mean it in a bad way. It can be taken a bad way because some people do live kind of a double life, right? The, some people do live a double life. But in some ways, there is really good things that come from our differences from being with people because when we're with people, we tend to have more boldness, more courage, and more confidence than we do when we're by ourselves, Right? It's just, it's a natural thing. Um, I think about that because uh, some situations, like if you're watching a scary movie by yourself, you're like, all right, let's leave the lights on. Let's lock the doors, right? If you're watching with other people, you're like, oh, hit the lights, hit the lights. Let's get it real creepy in here, right? It's just how it works. When you're with people, you, you have a different level of courage. You have a different level of bravery that you don't have when you're by yourself. I, I think about that. Um, man, I had something happen to me years ago this is whenever we still had our old building at, uh, on Killian Road. So I'm over at my friend Jamie Barrick's house. We're watching a UFC fight. It's late at night. Um, me and Jessica, we were dating at the time. We went there and a lot of other friends were over there hanging out watching a UFC fight. This thing started at like 10 o'clock. So by the time it's over, it's like midnight, And his house is in Louisville, so it's a little bit of a drive. So fight ends at about midnight. I drive Jessica home, drop her off, and then I go to my house. And as I pull in the driveway, I kid you not, I put it into park, and I realize, oh, no, I forgot something. And the thing that I forgot was not a small thing. You see, I was working at the church, and I wore a lot of hats at that time. Like I did a lot of little random things here and there one of the things that i was doing was i would tear down the stage like our whole stage setup i would have to tear the whole thing down if we had a wedding on a saturday so i would have to tear i mean every every cord every light the drum kit all of the stands everything had to hide the cords i had to do all of it tear the whole thing down to get it ready for a wedding and then set it back up before church the next day well it's about you know, 1230, 1245 at night now. And I'm sitting in the driveway at my house and I'm like, are you kidding me? I completely, I just, I just forgot. Like I was pumped about the fight and hanging out with everybody. So I completely forgot about it. And it's not like an option to just, oh, I'll get it in the morning because band practice starts early. Like it starts early. So I'm like, I have to, I have to do this. So back out, go over to the church, start setting things up. It takes forever. It's like a multiple hour project, right? Uh, it's, it's crazy. So I'm setting things up. And I've got the lights on, like there's, we had a little light panel towards the back that you could turn on, just the uh, floor lights that you needed to be able to see in there. So I have those on, I'm setting up the things, and as I'm setting them up, kid you not, all of a sudden, the lights all turn on, like the the, the stage lights all just, it's about 2.30 in the morning at this point. So I'm like, what in the world? And I look up, because if you've been to our old building, you know at the very back, we had our sound booth up. It was like raised. It was almost up against the ceiling. And so it's up there. I can't see in it because the lights are on. It's like this one. So Hello? Is someone, uh, is someone up there? Again, again, I, I'm not I, like hand on the Bible. This is exactly what happened. The lights start flickering, like bzz, 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 coming on and off. And I'm like, so this is how I die. Like, this is, this is how I die. They're going to come in for practice tomorrow morning, and I'm going to be dead. Like, there's a ghost that killed me, and I'm going to be dead right here in the church. Um, I, I was freaking out. I am freaking out at this moment. So I'm looking up there, but I've got to set up the stage. Like, church is still happening in the morning, and if people show up, and I'm like, sorry, bro, there was a ghost here last night, so I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't set the stage up. Don't know what to tell you. So I'm like, I, I have to keep setting the stage up. So I keep going back to the room behind the stage to grab the stuff, and I'm kidding, I kid you not, as I'm doing it, I am not turning my back to that booth. I'm like, you know, going backstage, coming back out, and setting it down. And as I'm set, as I'm setting it down, I wish I had this on camera. As I'm setting it down and like plugging stuff in, I'm all like singing. I'm like, "How great is our God?" Sing with me. How... Like I'm like the worship music is keeping the uh, evil in the booth, like and away from me, right? So I'm all singing worship music while I'm plugging this thing. And the the second I got that last one plugged in, I was out. I was out. I got out of there so quick. I just turned off the lights that I needed to. I'm like, I'm not going in the booth to investigate. That's how you die in a horror movie. I'm not investigating. Yeah, right. Let someone else figure it out in the morning. Like I'm out of here. So I leave. Um, I did eventually find out what it was the next day. They're like, oh yeah, the light board's going bad. And it just kind of does it. I'm like, yeah, information that would have been helpful yesterday. <laughs> would have Would have liked to have known that's what it was because I thought I was going to die last night. <laughs> like thought our church was haunted. Now, Now here is the funny thing about that. So I've had moments since then in like the last 10 years of my life that have actually been way scarier than that. Like actually scary, not like, oh, that was kind of spooky. But no, like life and death kind of scary things and and, and things happening to loved ones. Stuff that has been truly scary, truly terrifying. And here's the crazy thing. I have been less scared in those truly terrifying moments, less scared, than I was setting up the stage. You know the difference. People. I was by myself that night. I was by myself in there setting up that stage and so I was freaking out and it was really nothing. But these things that I've faced since then that have actually been something and actually been terrifying, I've been able to deal with them and get through them because I had people with me. It wasn't nearly as scary as it was if I would have been by myself because there is strength in numbers. Having people around you matters. So I'm sorry, Scooby-Doo, and I'm sorry, Fred, with let's split up gang, and I'm sorry, every lead character in a horror movie. No, splitting up, stupid. It's stupid. Stick together. If you want to die first, split up. Killer always targets the persons who's by themselves, right? You want to die first, split up. If you want to live, if you want to survive, let's stick together. Daniel understood this. Daniel knew this. He knew that there were power in numbers. He knew that there was power in community and in relationships. So in the midst of his horror movie moments, in the midst of being carted off from the only place he had ever known, taken to a pagan nation, pretty much being forced to worship a pagan god, in the midst of this horror movie moment, Daniel realized, you know what, if I'm going to survive this, it's only going to be through sticking together with my friends. That's the only way. I can't do it on my own. I'm going to need help. I'm going to need help. And I love it. As we read it, it's like Daniel's following our rules. He's following our rules for how to survive a horror movie, right? Because rule number one, we just put it in the chat. Listen to the old timer. What's Daniel doing? He looks at the situation and he goes, okay, I know the counsel. I know what God has told me to do. I know what the old timer has said. I cannot defile myself by eating pagan food. I just can't do it. So he knew that counsel. He followed it. And then rule number two, he's going, and I need help. I can't do this by myself. I need people to stick with me and do this together. He knew, you see, we, we think and we put our own feelings on these people. We, we act like the people in scripture aren't actual people, but they're like characters that someone wrote. And it's like, no, Daniel was a real flesh and blood person who lived and he thought and had the same temptations that you and I do. And so I guarantee you, Daniel, whenever he's realizing Man, I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna defile myself, but I also know I'm weak. (laughs) I also know if I'm doing this by myself, I'm gonna give in. If I'm there every single day and I'm eating vegetables and water and everyone else is chowing down on meat and bread and cheese and wine, I'm gonna give in eventually. I can't do this by myself. I need people to stick with me to be on the same page. And look at what scripture says. I love this. The, uh, The officials, whenever Daniel brings this up and he's like, I can't defile myself this way. The official says, Well, I I can't do that because why should the king see you looking worse than everyone else your age? And then what's it say in verse 12? Daniel says, please test your servants. Please test your servants. You see the difference there? The official is saying, you want me to test you? And Daniel's saying, no, 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 us, test us. I'm not doing this alone. I can't do this alone. If you test me by myself, I won't be able to make it. Test all of us, test your servants. We need to stick together. He knew the temptation. Man, if you've, if you've ever gone on a diet and you've gone out to eat with people who are not on a diet, is there any worse torture than that? Especially, especially if it's a place like, um, if it's like a Mexican restaurant and they bring out the chips and salsa, right? Chips and salsa beforehand or they bring out, you know, Texas Roadhouse, they bring out the rolls. And you're just sitting there watching everyone else devour it and you're like, yeah, I I was the side salad with no dressing. You just bring me a just bring me a head of lettuce. I'll just eat a head of lettuce. That's all I'll have and I'll love every second of it. And you're just hating your life, right? It's just it's awful. It's awful. But I've had those moments where me and Jessica, like we'll have times where we're like, you know what, we're just gonna be a little bit more conscious about what we're eating right now. And so we've gone to Texas Roadhouse. Whenever they come to take our order uh, uh, for you know, drinks and stuff, they'll be like, okay, great. We'll be right back out with those drinks. I'll bring you some rolls with butter. And both of us are like, actually we're, we're gonna pass on that. Just the drinks is, is fine. And instantly like we get a bunch of looks from people like, no, bro, what? Is this a sick, tasteless joke? Yeah, like get out of here with that. Um, but we get those crazy looks from people. But for us, it's so much easier. Yeah. Like we don't even think about it. From the moment that we made that decision, from then on, we're just drinking our drinks, waiting for the steak to come out, and everything is gravy from then on. Like we're, we're good. And it's because there's strength in numbers there. There's strength in the fact that we are sticking together and it's not just one of us having to do this. And I want to let you know, man, you need some no-roll friends in your life. You need, pardon the pun, you're going to need some people who roll with you who say no to the rolls, right? Dad jokes. I got them. I'm a dad. I'm sorry. (laughs) You need people like that in your life. People who say, you're not eating, then I'm not eating. You're not eating, then I'm not eating. You're starting a home church, awesome. I'm your first member, I'll be there. What do you want me to bring? Oh, you're starting a C group, great. What study are we doing? I'm gonna be there too. Oh, you're doing a devotional, awesome. When do we start? You need people like that in your life who are saying, hey, if you make that step, know I'm gonna be right there with you. Know that you're not gonna be taking that step by yourself, that we are gonna be sticking together and doing this thing together because there is power In numbers, you need some no-role friends in your life. If you don't have them, go get them. Home church is a way to do that. C groups is a way to do that. Becoming a ministry partner is a way to do that. Find those no-role friends in your life who will stick with you and will do life together with you. You need them. We all need them. Another amazing thing, whenever we, we stick together, it's so cool how whenever we follow God and we do what we are supposed to do, how we just see the blessings that flow out of that. So Daniel, he, he decides, you know what, I'm not going to defile myself. I'm, I'm going to make this resolution to, to uh, go with what God said, to not eat the king's food. And because he does that, he gets favor, right? God gives him favor. We see the official Uh, In in verse 9, now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. God specifically worked on Daniel's behalf to show favor to him through this official. And the cool thing is, is that Daniel, by taking that individual stand, his favor actually was like transferred onto his friend's. Daniel's stand, his favor that he got from God because he took that stand, it was transferred onto the people who decided to stick with him because the official says to Daniel, hey, look, I have compassion to you and favor and I know that you're not wanting to eat this kind of food. Uh, Okay, I'll let that pass with you. But because Daniel had favor, that gave his friends favor in the eyes of the official. So the official went from uh, just one person to suddenly it's four total people who are gonna be doing this. Okay, okay, if Daniel's vouching for you, okay. Okay, I'll let that happen. So Daniel's individual favor became a corporate blessing. His individual favor became something that everybody got to enjoy, and they didn't have to worry about defiling themselves either because of Daniel's individual favor, because he stood up and did what he was supposed to do. You see, we benefit from the success of others. Whenever we stick to the right people in our life, whenever we cling to them and we say, hey, we're gonna stick together, we're gonna do life together, we can benefit from the success that they experience. We see that happen with Daniel and we can see it happen in our own lives. Is anybody a Stranger Things fan? Stranger Things? Love Stranger Things. If you like Stranger Things, put it in the comments, raise your little hand up right there, little hand up emoji. Love Stranger Things. It's like, you know, Steven Spielberg kind of feel and retro 80s. It's, it's horror, sci-fi. It's so good. So, so good on Netflix. Um, I won't really spoil anything. <laughs> I'll try not to spoil anything, but it's got three seasons out. And essentially the, the whole premise of the show is that you've got this group uh, of young kids who are real close friends and they're all kind of the outcasts, right? Like I, I think that's safe to say they're all kind of the outcasts. Kids call them losers and dorks and you, you feel for them, right? And they're all, they're very timid They're kind of just keep to themselves at school. They don't really step out or do anything, right? They're they're, they're just trying to keep their head low and not get beat up. That's pretty much their existence, right? Well, they come into an encounter and they start becoming friends with this mysterious girl whose name is Eleven. If you know, you know. If you don't, just watch the series, right? But her name is Eleven, and she has supernatural abilities and supernatural powers, and she's a really kind person, right? And so they become friends with her, and they all stick together throughout the series. And it's crazy. From the moment that they meet her, this girl who has this power, who has this ability, from the moment they meet her, you see them start to little by little gain confidence and gain boldness and gain courage, they start to stand up to the bullies that at the beginning of the show, they were just like, please just don't beat me up, right? They start to stand up to them. And it's because that one individual coming into the situation, having favor, so to speak, changed the complete dynamic of the group. Changed everybody. It changed everybody. Her presence became a blessing to everybody else. That's what we see with Daniel. His blessing, the fact that he took a stand, it blessed all of his friends, gave them favor in the eyes of the officials. And the same thing happens with us because I wanna know who has blessed you. Put that in the chat. I want a name, I want a name. I want you to put in the chat, let's, let's lift up some people who have been blessing us that simply by sticking with them, I have so many of these people in my life that just because I have decided, you know what, I see what they're doing and I wanna stick with them, because I see how they're following God and I see how they're honoring him and I'm gonna stick with them. I have been blessed, not out of what I'm doing, but out of what they're doing. Their blessings has been transferred over to me and I am being blessed just by deciding to stick with them. And I know you have those people. You have grandparents, you have parents, you have siblings, you have friends, you have neighbors who have been a blessing to you because you have stuck with them. And I just want us to honor them real quick. Put them in the chat and let's give it up for the people. Who have been a blessing to us simply because we decided to stick with them. The cool thing, too, is it's just like what we talked about in our last series uh, Milk and Honey, Giants and Wolves. God's promises, they're even better than we expected them to be. They're like, He's just an over deliverer. They get even better than we thought. So, not only does God give Daniel and his friends favor with the official, we then see He gives them favor with the king, so much favor that they're promoted to high levels in His administration. But that's, that's not even it there. God gives them favor with himself. God gives them favor with himself. It tells us in Scripture, verse 17, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kind. The blessings didn't stop there. God gave them favor all over the place. He gave them favor all over the place. He gives them favor with the official who allows them to eat what they feel like they need to eat to not defile and not go against God's will. They give him, a, God gives them a favor with King Nebuchadnezzar where not only are they not in trouble, they're actually promoted. Like who saw that coming, right? They're actually promoted. And then God himself says, hey, I'm gonna give you guys all kinds of supernatural wisdom and understanding that no one else in the kingdom can even come 10 times as close as you are, I'm gonna give you all of that. And this is the amazing thing about it. All of that favor, all of that favor came from two things. From Daniel deciding to follow God's counsel and wisdom and his friends saying, let's stick together. That's, that's it. Because of those two things, because of a stand on what God says and people say it, and we don't want you to do this together. We're gonna stick together. We're going to do this together as one group because of that. All of that favor came. All of those blessings came. God did amazing things through them. And so think about this. In the most horrific moment of any of their lives, having their nation ransacked, being ripped away from their family, their friends, their homeland, carted hundreds of miles away to a pagan empire in the midst of this horror movie moment, they're not just surviving. They're thriving. Imagine Daniel's letter home. Like, honey, is, is the prison too bad? Like, what are they doing to you? Pfft, actually, I'm like one of the top levels in the kingdom right now. Like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm sitting in the king's palace. I'm, I'm one of his top advisors. Like, how in the world does that happen if not for God? How in the world does that happen? God can take our horror movie moments, the, the scariest moments of our life, and not just get us through them but deliver some of the best moments of our lives in the midst of them. Isn't that amazing? What kind of God we serve that he can do those kind of things. He can take our scariest moments and build us up and do incredible things in the middle of them. So all of this talking, and I'm I'm hoping that you're following along with me because if you are all this talking about finding people to, to stick together with, it should be generating a question within your own head. It should be generating a question in your own head. And I want you to put this in the chat. Am I someone other people should stick to? Am I someone that other someones should stick to? Because, yeah, it's fantastic that God gives us Daniels in our life. I have plenty of Daniels in my own life where I'm like, man, I'm being blessed because of what they've done and because of their faithfulness and because I'm sticking to them and I'm clinging on to those coattails. (laughs) I have been blessed because of that. But at some point, we need to be Daniel for other people. At some point, it is on us for the love of God to step up and actually be a leader actually be someone that other people can look up to and say, hey, I'm gonna stick with you. I'm gonna cling to you because I see the decisions you're making. I see the way that you're following godly counsel. I see the way you're honoring your family and the way you're honoring God. And so, yeah, I wanna go where you're going. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna be a part of whatever you're doing because I know God's gonna bless it and I know he's gonna bless this way of life and I wanna cling to that. Are we someone that other someones should stick to? We need to be Daniel for other people because I'll tell you what, you've got people watching you. You have people watching you. You may not know who they are. You may not know their names, but you have influence somewhere and people are watching you and you wanna be a Daniel for those people. And not only that, I'll tell you this, your Daniel isn't always gonna be here. Your Daniel is not always gonna be here. What will you do then? When you find yourself in a horror movie moment and the person that you've clinged to this whole time is suddenly gone because we're gonna be studying in the coming weeks as we continue in our study of the book of Daniel, we're gonna be seeing there came a time where Daniel was gone and his buddies, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, they had to stand up on their own because Daniel's out of town, he's gone, and there is a crucial moment and they are on their own. Daniel's not there anymore and they're gonna have to decide, okay, well, are we gonna be Daniel now? Are we gonna be, Daniel, for the people who are watching us? Are we gonna be the ones who stand up and say, no, I will not defile God. No, I will not turn my back. No, I will keep the faith. Who is watching you? Who is watching you? You have someone. You have someone. Chances are they're coming up in your head right now. And I hope that you're asking yourself, man, God, what am I doing? What areas can I improve where I can become someone that other someones should stick to? What can I do? So today, we've been looking at this, right? The power of sticking together, and we see what it does. Whenever we stick together, it helps kill the power of temptation in our lives, right? Whenever we have people who are going to roll with us and say no to the rolls, like, no. it, It makes things easier for us, so sticking together, it kills the power of temptation in our lives. Sticking together, it allows us to share blessings Right, It'll, it's like a, a, a Netflix account. Like, hey, you can use it and you can use it and you can use it. Like, that's, that's how blessings are in our life. It's like, man, whenever we stick together, I get blessed. And that blesses Maddie. And Maddie gets blessed. And that blesses Rachel. And it's just, it's all over the place. There is power in numbers. And not just that, the other thing that's so great about sticking together in the midst of your horror movie moments, when you stick together, you're never alone. Yep. You're never alone. And I know that sounds intuitive, but you are never alone when you stick together. Now, if you're an overly religious person right now, you're going, but God never leaves us, <laughs> right? But, 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 but God never leaves us, pastor, and he's the one that really counts. Absolutely. God never does leave, and he is the one that counts. we just saying about it. We never walk alone as long as we have God, and that is true, but this is also true. Genesis chapter 2, God's perfect creation that has not been tainted by sin yet, there is one thing that God says is not good. Man being alone. And that is with God's presence still there. God knows, man, there, there is just something about physical connection. There is something about having physical friends and family and partners who you can go through life together that is so important and it is so valuable. It's not good for us to be alone. We've gotta be able to go through these horror movie moments together together together, just for the sake of going through them together, just for the sake of having presence. And that's what I love. As we read Daniel chapter one, we see everything that happened, they did together. They prayed together. They fasted together. They talked to the official together. Even whenever we see, whenever it says um, that Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them, you would think maybe it's like a one-on-one kind of thing. No, nope. Uh, At the end of the time set by the king, verse 18, to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them. They even talked to the king together. So in that terrifying moment, that terrifying moment when they're like, okay, we've defied the king's food. We've pushed it away. We've said that we can't be defiled. Imagine saying that. You go to someone's house, I can't be defiled by your cooking. I'm sorry, I can't touch your food. They told that to the king and now they're going before him but they didn't do it alone. They didn't do it alone. They went in together. There is strength and there is power in numbers. They were not alone. The sad thing is there are people out here watching right now and you are alone. As soon as this worship experience ends, you're gonna close the tab, you're gonna dip and that'll be it. That'll be it until next week, which, hey, it's great. It's awesome that you're tuning in. It's awesome that you're watching. I love that and that you're worshiping. But if that's it, whew, that's just not gonna cut it. That's just not gonna cut it. If this is it, if, if that's the level of investment, that's the level of connection that you have to a church family, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you, not just that, I'm, I'm, I'm scared for you. I'm scared for you because there is going to be stuff that comes your way. There is gonna be stuff that comes your way. Life is gonna give you a horror movie moment. It's either gonna be because you're the director and you have written a horror movie moment into your script by a stupid decision or sin or something that you've done or not correcting habits. And so that way you're gonna be put in a horror movie moment or you're gonna lose your job. Someone's gonna get cancer. Someone's gonna move away. Something's gonna happen and you're gonna be thrust into a horror movie moment and you didn't do anything to do it, but you're gonna be in it Nonetheless, and if you are walking alone, what did I say at the beginning? The killer always targets the person walking by themselves. How often do you watch horror movies and the killer just goes gangbusters at an entire group of people? No, no, no. He waits for the, I'll be right back. That's what he waits for. He waits for that person to go off by themselves, and that's who he targets. If you are walking through life alone, I feel for you. Don't do it a day longer. Like I said, get involved in a home church. Start a home church. Get involved in a C group. Start a C group. Become a ministry partner. We have plenty of opportunities for you to serve right now and in the future as we get ready to to do stuff in our building and as we're planning for that. We have so many opportunities for you to get involved and to make friends and to have people who can be those friends that you just stick with and you do life with. You have no excuse You have no excuse. We are welcoming people. (laughs) You don't got to worry about it being weird or judgmental. There's none of that here. There's none of that here. Get involved and get a partnership with people today because it is coming your way. Every single person on this stage has had an example of life throwing them in the middle of a horror movie moment. And I think we could probably spend the rest of the day talking about how thankful we were that we weren't walking alone. I know in my own experience, my dad dying, uh, Charlie passing away in uh, January 2019, that was a shock. That was a curveball. I didn't see it coming. My family didn't see it coming. No one saw it coming. It was one of those deaths that whenever he passed, people were like, wait, like Charlie? Charlie Young? No way. Because it was just so Shocking, And it threw us for a loop, but it's crazy. Whenever people would be telling us, like, man, I'm praying for your family. I'm really praying for your family. And I I truly mean that. We're praying for you without fail. Every single time someone said that, I would tell them, I know you are. I feel it. Like, I literally feel it. And I would explain to them, I'm like, so uh, there's those moments and they come in waves where like, All of a sudden, the the despair and the sadness and the gravity of what just happened. Like, holy cow, I'm I'm 32, and if I live a long life, I'm not going to have my dad for two-thirds of my life. Like, that's crazy to me. And whenever those moments would start to come and you start to feel it wash over you, it's like someone would let off the gas pedal. Just before it got too bad, it would let off the gas pedal. And it's God. It's the peace that passes all understanding, and it's knowing that there are people out there literally right now praying for me praying for me, people who have no obligation to pray for me. They're not blood, they're not relatives, they're, they're, they're friends, they're friends and they're out there praying for me. They're talking to God on my behalf. And because of that, in the middle of that horror movie moment of losing my dad, man, I've grown in so many ways, I can't even begin to tell you. That's what, Rachel, that's what she mentioned. My sister, she had mentioned how like, of course we miss my dad like crazy. Of course, if we could have him back, we would have him back. But man, the stuff that we've learned, the ways that we've grown since he's passed in the middle of that horror movie moment, it's, it's priceless. You cannot put a value on it because we have grown in so many ways, and it's because we're not walking alone. I don't want you to have a horror movie moment in your life and it find you alone. Let's stick together. Bow your heads and let's pray together, all right? Father God, again, we are so thankful for the truth of your word. We're thankful for the example of your word that when we read about Daniel's life, we're not reading about some superhero Christian, some supernatural follower of you who of course he did everything right. Of course he knew how to stick together to do the right things. No, we're reading about people who are flesh and blood, real people just like us, facing similar trials and tribulations, facing similar challenges in their life. And so whenever we see their example, we can truly follow it knowing they have been where we have been in even greater ways than we have been. And so, God, we see from Daniel's example how important it is for us to stick together. So, God, what I ask right now is that you would put a burden on everyone's heart who is hearing this right now, that if there is anyone out there who is not connected to the church or to any church or to any other people, that today would be the day they rectify that that today would be the day that they send that text that says, hey, what time does your C group meet again? Right. Hey, what, would you be interested in coming over to watch church together? I, I know it's, it seems kind of awkward, but maybe we could start watching the services together. That today would be the day that they say, you know what, I'm, I'm done trying to walk this thing alone. I'm, trying, I'm done trying to be brave and just face everything by myself. I know I need people. Yes. I know I need people. God, please put that on people's hearts. I know nothing I've said today can do it. Only you, only the power of your Holy Spirit. And so God, that's what we ask today. And we will be careful that no one else, no one else gets the praise and the glory and the honor but you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 Do not leave here today. Don't close out of this tab without connecting with us. If you do not have connection to any kind of group or any kind of person in the church don't even think about closing that tab. (laughs) Don't even think about closing that tab because I know God's speaking to you. And for some of you, I'm just gonna say, for some of you, it would be sin to close that tab. Don't even think about doing it. Connect with us. Connect with us. Let us know that you're here. You can send us an email. It doesn't have to be in the chat if that's too public and you're feeling a little bit weird. It doesn't have to be there. Just make sure that you connect with us. Go to our website and connect with us that way. Send us a private message and connect with us that way. But let us know that you're there, that you want to connect, and we will get you hooked up. I promise you, you will not regret it. You will not regret it. You can do that today by going to our journey starting point. The host is gonna be posting that in the comments. Um, Man, take advantage of that. It's just a way for us to come alongside you to say, hey, we're gonna stick together and we're gonna walk this path with you. So please, please do that and make sure you're you're here next week and that you're here not by yourself. Bring people with you. Say, hey, let's stick together. Say, my pastor told me I had to do this, right? <laughs> Blame me. <laughs> but invite people next week as we continue this series. It's gonna be a good one. Make sure you are here. Thank you again so much for being with us and for worshiping today. You can now stand and receive the blessing of the Lord. May Jesus Christ, our God and our King forever be with you this day and every day. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all for this week.